Welcome to our study Saturday. Today we have part two of our iGen seminar featuring therapist Kent Robinson. You can check out part one in last week's study Saturday. As far as content, we talk quite a bit more about the different challenges and the different temptations that our children face, um, as well as different ways that people try to prey on them. Again, this is kind of heady stuff, um, but it's good for any parent to listen to and consider and think about how would I talk about this with my child and at what ages um, would I begin to talk about these things. Personally, you know, he talks about um, having the birds and bees talk a little bit. And I think it's personally, I think it's pretty good to talk about biological realities as they come up. But as far as the proper use of, of the body within a Christian marriage, that is something that takes a little bit more wisdom and discernment as to how and when we address the topic. But here we go, part two. All right, so as promised, we'll, we'll get back into the, the heart of this. Um, so we've talked about social media, we've talked about technology, we've talked about video games, um, the need for these kids to find their validation and their, their acceptance and their identity, you know, um, through those devices and through those, those means. Um, this is a, a more sinister, this is a more um, equally destructive, if not more destructive, Entity that not just is out there for your kids to find, but is actively seeking your kids, actively seeking your brothers, your sisters, your moms, your dads, your family members. Um, like we, like I had asked earlier, what's what's the the age of the first exposure? Um, average age is nine. Um, we also talked about trafficking, you know, and, and you look at how pornography can be a form of covert sexual abuse. Do you think that all porn stars are voluntary? Do you think they all signed up to be in porn? I'd be willing to wager that some of them are trafficked. Kind of a scary thought. There are monitoring softwares that that can help reduce it. Um, I don't know if 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 ensure is the correct word there, um, but that can help uh, to make uh, computers more used appropriately. Um, Covenant Eyes is a, um, a software that you can lease. It's like $15 a month. Um, it will monitor some activity. It does not block any activity. It will monitor explicit websites. Um, and it will monitor... Um, about 80% or so of, of pornographic material. It, it does not 
monitor or, or blackout, to my knowledge, to, to date. Um, emails, third-party apps like Instagram, Facebook, um, what's the other one, uh, Tumblr. Those are all uh, apps that um, do not restrict um, or put age-appropriate limits on their material. You can find just about anything on Instagram, <clears throat> not just really good cookie recipes, um, but about anything. Instagram, um, even Snapchat now has this news feed at the bottom, tons of uh, what I would call inappropriate, uh, to say the least by any measure, inappropriate images um, just in their, 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 their news, their media, their stories of celebrities doing whatever. Um, Custodio is a, a program also that you can, you can use. I think it's a little bit cheaper, but it does block stuff to a certain degree. Nothing, I don't think anything is, is foolproof or 100% certain. Um, I had mentioned um, also right before lunch that I think there's um, something that you can look up and do some more research. I just heard about this. It's called OpenDNS. Anyone know about that? Any supreme computer geniuses in here? OpenDNS, I believe, is a um, a server that you can point your your um, your router towards that will block everything and anything that you tell it to, um, and it blocks everything in that will distribute to to that router. So instead of blocking things on you know your kid's phone or your kid's tablet or your kid's computer, you're blocking everything that comes through that router. Now again, that's not going to prevent them from accessing, you know, their data that they can use. Um, but it's another step. It's another measure. <clears throat> Having healthy Christian talks about sexuality. You know, at what age? At what age do you think you should teach your kids about poison? Like, you know, the little, the little thing, that the little green sticky guy, the, the stickers with the yucky face that you put on bottles under your, you know, like the Windex and the Lysol. Mr. Yuck, yes. What age do you start teaching kids about Mr. Yuck? I remember doing it in kindergarten. I, I, I came home with this big sheet of stickers. I got to put Mr. Yuck stickers on the toilet bowl cleaner and all the stuff, right? That if I drank it, I didn't get sick. But do we do that with other poisons? Like that. You know, do we, do we tell our kids, this is the difference between healthy sexuality and unhealthy sexuality and sin? Do we do that? At what age do we start telling our kids about sex? At what age do you tell your kids about guns? Any hunters in the room? Hunters? Hunters? Nice. Nice. What age do you start teaching your kids about gun safety? No, we do. <laughs> when, when we start? 
from the start, right? As soon as they're able to start opening up your cupboards and your drawers and pulling out knives and pulling out, when you have to start putting those locks on the kitchen cupboards, you probably should have a conversation with your kids about knives, scissors, guns, firearms, right? Um, what age do you start talking to your kids about? Sex. What sex is, what, how God designed sex. The room got really quiet. <laughs> when they ask where babies come from. Yeah. Where do ba- what do we tell them? They come out of your mama's tummy. Now go run along and go play. They come from a stork, right? What, when do you tell them? What, what do you tell them? Who tells them? Is it automatically the, the dads have to tell the sons and the moms tell the daughters? Is that how it... How, how does it work? That's how it works at my house. That's how it works at your house? Okay. You got all scot-free. You mean you don't want your kid to learn about sex from little Johnny down the street? Because little Johnny's an expert. Right? Because his big brother told him all about stuff. Probably using some pornography to explain to little Johnny. Right? You know, I'm a... If I could do a little plug here. I'm a... Um, for fun, I'm an NRA firearm instructor. So I teach classes that you can get your CPL in Michigan. And, you know, um, people will be like, oh, my, my, my kid's too young, you know? to talk about gun safety. You know? Um, you, have to be, you have to be candid about it. You have to satisfy their curiosity, or else they're going to satisfy their curiosity. You know? They are more likely to find their little Johnny's gun, little Johnny's dad's gun, underneath little Johnny's dad's bed, and... Hopefully they know about gun safety, not to touch it, to leave the area, to tell an adult, you know, or at least know not to aim it at each other or point it or touch it. Do we do that with, with the sex talk? Do we say, hey, you know, if little Johnny wants to show you a, something on his computer or on his phone, make sure there's an adult in the room. That's probably where most kids get their, their first exposure. You know, at a friend's house, at a cousin's house, through an email. Um, when you least expect it. When you least expect that it's just going to happen. Um, thoughts? Yeah, because we didn't have this. We didn't have these. We didn't have these. When I was 15. So do you wait till they ask, or are you saying you're a proponent of? Great question. Do you ask, do you wait till they ask, or or do you talk? Are you proactive? Let's hear from you guys. We, uh, at our house, I'm really into it. My son, uh, we only got one boy, so that's the only kid. But I think we I started at about 10 years old, and I talked to him all the time. I'd say about five or six times a year five or six times a year, he won't talk to me about it. So I talk to him about it. He's uh, 
I don't know, embarrassed or something. I, I'm not sure, but he would not talk to me about it. So I had to go out of my way and I talked to him about sex, about porno, uh, how it could ruin your life. And uh, as sure she could tell you, this faith gets threatened. <laughs> He'll sit there and listen to it, but he will not talk to me. He said, Dad, I'm uncomfortable talking to you about it. I said, that's fine. I said, that's fine. That's but okay. I said, I'm going to talk to you about it. So you can sit there and listen. How old is he? Now he's uh, uh, 14. He's 14. I, I think it was about 10 years I really started to think, I, I don't want to be no granddaddy anytime soon, so I called him when I heard that thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know your child, right? You know when they are responsible enough to process and mature enough to, to process that information, right? Um, other thoughts? When... What do you guys think? Nate? Yeah, just, I mean, the early and then the often. I mean, when you make it like the way the kids would respond, their curiosity, they're, they're going to find out from it, about it somewhere. And actually, with this couple that I was counseling with the husband and his pornography and, you know, teaching kid, their kids about it because they're going to pick up on it. I, I, I even said, do, do your kids hear you have sex at night? To know what a healthy husband and wife healthy, God-pleasing way meet the urges that God has given us in a healthy, God-pleasing way. And we're embarrassed as parents to make a, a mouse peep at night. I can't think of more than twice when I heard my parents when I was growing up. We didn't talk about it. We didn't think about it. But we did. I mean, did you go to school and somebody shows you or whatever and it's just like some kid in the neighborhood. And, and because the culture has changed around us, I wonder if we have to change, in this case, to make it, uh, make our kids aware this is what is a healthy, God-pleasing relationship between a husband and a wife. And I'll use Jesus and his teaching. Um, the gospel last Sunday, let the little children come to me. What is the context of that? Jesus answered the question about divorce and adultery. And he says, let the little children come to me. Little kids, don't refrain from little kids on in that context. I thought that was amazing. I brought it yep. up in my sermon and I said Yep. Teach your kids early and often so they don't come to me as a seventh grader. Mm -hmm. They're mature, so to speak. They right. think about these things. Because I'll tell you, I've debated seventh graders about homosexuality, about pornography, about... And I used to make them embarrassed. Ten years ago, I could make my seventh graders embarrassed when we did the sixth grade. Nine more. Now they're just like... Heard this all before. Yeah. Desensitized to it. Yep. In ten years. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. If your children know what is healthy, they will police, hopefully, they should police themselves. If they know what's healthy. If they don't know what's healthy, if you put a smorgasbord of things in front of me, and it all looks equally yummy, and I don't know that that one there has got arsenic in it, I'm just going to go down the thing and just load my plate up and eat it all. But if you say, hey, that, that there, don't, 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 don't eat that. That's got, that's bad. Don't eat that. Oh, I'm going to go way around that. Now, I might be curious about what that is. I'm like, well, what doesn't look bad? What's, what's so bad about it? And say, oh, well, glad you asked. Glad you asked. Let's have, a, let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk about it. I think um, there is, you know, don't incite something before it should. So I always have that kind of restraint about 
sexuality because there there is an innocence in younger younger years where they don't even think about it um but once those hormones change or start um it's any my first introduction to sexual talk was reading the bible so you know <laughs> just what do you mean they came together <laughs> or right right you just you have these <laughs> right these things that you come across in your reading material right and um and my mom always just addressed it completely normal like this is bible history um if you're old enough to be asking that question even my four-year-old asked me um why did this man have more than one wife what's wrong with him What's wrong? Like, why is he having? And I'm like, well, God didn't design it that way. How did God design it? We talked about it. And I said, well, this man welcomed two women into his home to be his wife. I was wrong. But he still has children. He still, you know, he still lived. It was normal at that time. We talked about that. But that's still wrong against God. Um, so now he just knows. Two wives, not good. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. So I think you just need to be. Uh, a normal um, married couple, and you need, I think you need to, I think we need to know that what's online is not a normal married couple, and that no. what they're seeing out there is the complete opposite training they're, for that. They're also not seeing normal married couples at school. Yeah. Or on TV. They don't have to go very far to not see normal, as as, as God created it, as God established it. They're going to see normal. It's not me. Not as normal as, as God designed it, but they're going to see what normal is, because normal is what normal, is normal does, right? And so, yeah, when you start to being, when you start to pick up on what they're seeing, you know, you're walking down the street and there's a billboard and, and your son's looks at you know looks at it twice okay now he's noticing things you can you notice oh he comes home all the girls are all the girls are picking on me but there's one i really think is cute you know oh okay well let's talk about you know you don't don't first of all don't freak out don't panic because <laughs> if you're like oh they're gonna say oh my gosh what's wrong what what i do what i do what i do no just just remain calm oh that's interesting you like her, huh? Okay, well, what about her do you like? What about her do you like? She's got really cool, you know, sticker collection. Her sticker collection is awesome. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Dodge that bullet for a few more years, right? Um, but pay attention to what your kids have going on in their life. Just pay attention to what's going on. until my kids are now out of the house and grown with this whole anime thing which on the surface it's all cartoons right and you look at some of it and some of it looks pretty harmless but you start to really dig into what what goes on anime yeah anime cartoons yeah this is one step short of porn yeah cartoon cartoon porn cartoon porn yeah yep So it's, it's not really a porn problem or a sex problem. It's a lust problem. 
It's a lust problem. And lust starts in your heart. Sin always originates in your human heart. And there's no app, there's no filter, there's no program that will filter out the lust in your heart other than God's word, being connected, staying connected to God. Um, so that's kind of keep that in your mind. Keep that in your mind that there's no, there's no foolproof way to, uh, to get around this. But you can pay attention. You can um, set your kids up. Best, best case scenario, best um, chances for success. All right, let's see if this is going to work. Hold on. Hey, you doing your homework? Hey, you doing your homework? Of the 7 billion people on the planet, 2.2 billion are online. There are 247 billion emails and 5 billion text messages sent every day. In 2010, the average person spent over 18 hours a week online. 40% of all children in the U.S. will go online, and the Internet has now surpassed TV as their choice in media. Every day, 2.5 billion pornographic emails are circulated. In fact, daily, 47% of kids receive pornographic spam. The latest statistics show that the average age of the first view of pornography is nine years old. 90% of children between eight and 16 years old have already seen some form of pornography. 77% of teens before the age of 18 have viewed it on the internet, and 80% of 15 to 17 year olds have been exposed to hardcore pornography. In fact, the adult industry says that 20 to 30% of its traffic is from children. 
over 1 billion pornographic web pages are just one click away. Half of all Christian families report that pornography is a major problem, and its use increases marital infidelity by more than 300%. However, 67% of men and 49% of women think pornography is acceptable. Half of all people engaged in sexual internet interactions lost interest in sexual intercourse with their spouses. According to the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, 68% of all divorces involve one party meeting a new lover over the internet. Many pastors agree that pornographic addiction is the most damaging issue to their congregation. Yet in a survey conducted in 2002, 30% of all pastors have viewed internet porn in the last 30 days, and over half have done it within the last year. According to a survey conducted in August 2006, 20% of women suffer from an addiction to pornography. But there is a way out. There are places dedicated to restoring broken families and for educating parents. Welcome to Conquers Through Christ. My name is Mike Novotny. I'm a pastor and the chairman of CTC. And I'm so glad that you found this website because the sad truth is porn kills. It's not just Christians saying that anymore. Secular research is confirming that porn has a way of killing our self-control, our self-esteem, our relationships, our intimacy, even the cleanness of our conscience. Maybe that's why you found this website in the first place. Maybe you are struggling with pornography and you want to escape. Maybe you just heard about a fiancé, a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend who's struggling and now your relationship has been damaged. Whatever the reason that you found this website, we are so glad that you're here because we at Conquerors Through Christ want to help. So I'd love it if you take some time today to explore the three main areas of our website. They're called Reject, Resist, and Recover. Reject is all about rejecting your next click. If you've been caught up in the habit and the shame and the guilt of porn, you're going to find here five great steps to escape, including some wonderful recommendations for people that you can turn to, even professional counselors who can help. The second section, Resist, is all about resisting your first click. If you're a parent in our culture who's worried about your children who are growing up way too fast, or if you just know enough about the danger of porn and you never want to get into it, Resist is a great place to start. You'll find awesome recommendations for accountability software, as well as some great articles that will keep you from pornography before that struggle ever begins. The final section is called Recover. If someone you love has just admitted or you found out that they use pornography, Recover is filled with questions and biblical answers of how you rebuild trust and intimacy. Oh, there's so much more. Uh, A new newsletter, social media posts, book reviews, recommendations for churches and pastors and schools. I hope that you can explore it all. 
Because the sad truth is, yes, porn kills. But the amazing news of the gospel is that Jesus saves. Because of his love, despite your sin, you are more than a conqueror because of Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus Christ, you can conquer the temptation that you face this week. Thanks for visiting Conquers Through Christ, and God bless. Reactions to what you just saw. The, a couple of the ladies in charge of, um, of marketing for WLCVS sent me an email like, ah, that's a really intense video. Are you sure you want to use that? It's really intense. Um, this is a really intense, serious topic. Um, your, your kids, not just their mental health, but their spiritual health, health, their spiritual health, their, their, their sexual health, um, their lives. This is a big thing. This is a big thing. Um, when you saw in the video, uh, the hands grabbing and clawing and pulling, uh, clients that come to me that talk about what it feels like to be addicted to pornography describe that exact sensation, that exact phenomenon. They say that's exactly what it's like. Um, her- people who come in for um, addicted to drugs, heroin, whatever, um, describe it as that, that same clawing, dragging me back to that. So I, when, they, when, they, when they put that in that video, I, I thought... Whoever made that video understands addiction. They understand addiction. And that's exactly what it's going to be like. Pastors are human beings. They're not supermen. They're not robots. They're living, breathing, human, sinful people, just like me and you. They're not um, exempt from temptation. They're not, um, like somebody had said, they're not um, um, inoculated from the effects of that. So in that moment when those thoughts or when you go to do wrong, you know, you try
try to do right and you go end up going to do wrong. So don't get caught up in the fact of, oh my gosh, I thought about doing wrong, but take captive of that thought and then transform it into good and start thinking about what is good, what is of God, and what is, you know, positive things. And in that moment, I, I worked that out with my daughter. Was, um, one time she was angry and so I said, okay, before we go on with this conversation, let's pause right here and deal with the emotion right here. So I said, you're angry, stop. And I had her pray. And so and I said, ask God to, ask the Holy Spirit to, you know, help you control, take captive of your anger and start thinking about something, you know, positive or something that brings you joy or something that makes you happy. And literally and when she did that in the moment, the tears stopped. She was able to breathe. She wasn't hyperventilating. And then we could go on with the conversation. And so I always bring that up and how she felt and how she was able to shift the atmosphere in that moment. And I'm like, you have to apply that. That, that just doesn't stop at anger. Yep. When you feel like you're going to do something wrong or when you feel like, uh, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but you have that little voice. Like, yep. oh, your mom's not going to find out. Or you're yep. not going to get in trouble. Or no one's going to know. You say, ah, oh, ah, oh, 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 not today. Yep. I'm going to, you listen to that other voice and say, mm, you know, you really shouldn't do that. And you, and you meant, that's beautiful. And you mentioned emotions. And I think one, two emotions that keep people trapped, whether they're nine-year-olds or 19-year-olds or 91-year-olds, two emotions that keep people trapped in pornography is guilt and shame. No one's going to understand. I can't tell anybody this. They will think I'm a freak. They'll be ashamed of me. They'll stop talking to me. They'll lose respect for me. I have to do this. I have to do this on my own. I have to do this. I'm, I have to fix this by myself. Because no one's going to understand. Secrets keep us sick. Write that down. Grab your pen. Write that down. Secrets keep us sick. When I was silent in my sin, I wasted away. My bones were in agony. When I confessed my sin, what happened? Pastor Nate, when we confess our sins, it's faithful and just to forgive us. Right? There's a freedom. There's a freedom. And, in, in, and anyone that's directed to that, that website, Conquerors Through Christ, it is a growing, exponentially growing uh, ministry. Um, I, it's, it's just phenomenal. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I, I'm, I'm very blessed and, and, and uh, happy to be a part of that team. Um, God is doing amazing work through that.
normalize that this is, is okay. Mm -hmm. To normalize it. To the extent that, I mean, the statistics show you that you can assume when you walk into a room of teenagers or into a church, this is a sin that people struggle with. The temptation yep. that can be overcome. That's the point of yep. this. Yes. That's where the devil's really making Yes. It. He's really digging in deep and he's saying, no, you're going you're gonna to be ashamed of this. Yep. Don't even bring it up. You know, and, and then brothers aren't reaching out to brothers and sisters aren't reaching out to sisters or even seeking out or even aware that there's a website like this or other tools and tools to help you in, in, a, in a personal, comfortable situation to help them see this isn't going to ruin your life. We're going to get through this and you're going to be bigger and better and stronger as a result of it. Yep. I, I don't believe it is the people who are struggling with this who are resistant to talking about it. I think it's the people who are not struggling with it but love a person that want to maybe ask, hey, are you, are you struggling with? They're the ones that are resistant to talking about it. Pastors, teachers, brothers, friends, fathers, don't want to talk about that pornography thing. Don't want to talk about the sex thing. Don't want to talk about lust. Let's talk about, you know, hey, you look like you're gaining some weight. Are you eating healthy? Are you exercising? We'll, we'll call our friends, hey, you know, you're looking a little fat there. What's going on? Eat too many cookies? But will we say, hey, uh, how's, your, how's your marriage? How's your marriage? How's your marriage doing? Oh, me and the old lady are arguing again. Really? You and the old lady, huh? That's an interesting way to describe your wife that God gave you. What's going on? Oh, she's not doing this. She's not cooperating. She's being ice. She's, just, she's an iceberg. Okay, well, what's going on? And you have that conversation. You know, I think people are, are more willing to open up and talk if they realize that you care enough to ask. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a counselor or a therapist. You can ask your, your, your friend, your brother, your, your nine-year-old, your 14-year-old, hey, what you been doing on the computer lately? If they like freeze and like their face turns red, oh, okay, that's going on, huh? Yeah. yeah, me and my husband here, and we're doing this, and so everybody is seeing that, like, oh my God, they're perfect. Oh, their kids are so, their kids get to great, their kids are doing this, and, and so then you feel like, what am I doing? I'm doing all this wrong. And so yep. if you come out and say, well, I'm struggling with this, or I'm struggling with that, then you're attacked. Here come the comments. Oh, well, why did this? And it's, and it's, it's bing, bing, bing. And so you are programmed to not say anything because you're going to be judged and you're going to be berated. 
don't put your problems on social media. No. Number one. No, 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 no. But that's a good point. But I'm saying yes. That's yes, that it is. Yep, yeah, you're right. Come out yes. In the world. Yes. Yeah. You think now if I say something yep. to someone face to face, yeah. they're gonna judge me, they're gonna berate me yep. because you're thinking Because you've been programmed with the you've been programmed with the cyber world, yeah. To not say nothing right. when you should. That's yeah. But I can't tell you how many times a client has come in and said, you know, my wife left me and boy I jumped on Facebook and smashed her all over Facebook. Great, good for, good for you, that's, that's great. How'd that work out for you? That's, that's <laughs> fantastic, you know? But no, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how it is. Because, because she's getting involved with her kid, where her kid is, yep. and showing how to address those situations, just like the first step of that website yep. is, in all Get forms real. of struggle, in all forms where you are being approached by sin, to teach your children that you're there, giving them the tools, telling them when you come across this situation, you're going to feel you want to, you know it's wrong. You need to have that involvement with them and know what they're doing and also approach those kind of temptations because so much of it is hush-hush. It's yep. just, well, I expect you to be how I raised you and go on, be good. <laughs> you yep. know? Yep. We don't really want to think about it. Yep. Immediacy. Be in the moment with your kid. When your kid says, hey, can I tell you something? Stop what you're doing. Hey, Dad, I got a question for you. Put down your phone. Hey, uh, something's been bothering me. Halt and say, yeah, I'm listening. What's going on? Because you're not going to have those moments. You're not going to have a whole lot of those moments. And they, as they get older... You know, um, those, those times get fewer and fewer. But the more, in, more important those, those conversations get. But thank you for this tool, too, because this is something, the first stage is where people are still shamed and embarrassed, where they don't want to talk. If they have a chance to make a, use of a tool like this, where they can go and, and learn something about what they're doing without having to open up that gigantic wall of shame, the first person they want to talk to is not going to be a parent or a pastor. They're too ashamed of that, or at least hopefully they are at that point. If they're not shamed, then we've got a bigger problem. Yeah, um, which is a having, problem. Having something like this where they can go first, where it's by themselves in private, just like their actions are by themselves in private, they have a chance to work through these things. Then maybe they're ready to open up to a parent or a pastor a little bit more because they've had a chance to find out, hey, I'm not alone. Um, hey, you know what? Christian people talk about that was something that always shocks my sixth graders in catechism is that when I teach a sixth commandment, I'm very bang out there. It's like, because this is a subject we talk about in church. Right here, in my church, we're going to talk about this. We're going to use terminology. We're going to talk about this stuff openly. Because once you open the door, they'll walk through it. But if you keep this, if you keep everything clean and tidy with all kinds of euphemistic, um, you know, sh you know shrouds Kids, um, 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 oh, I just lost my train of thought. I just derailed. Oh, that's terrible. Um, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Um, but 
thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I, I, I've used these. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, kids think that, and I don't know how they get this idea, probably because we don't talk about it. Kids have the idea that sex is dirty. Sex is bad. When I went in and I did a presentation um, on, this was the whole uh, Conquerors of Christ presentation, not just that little expert. Um, I, I put the whole thing up there and I was talking to them. I walk in there and I put on the board, uh, sex is super awesome. And I'm like, oh, did you just see what Mr. Robinson just wrote on the board? Oh my gosh, giggle, 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 snigger, snigger, snigger. I'm like, why does that make you giggle and snicker? Well, you're not supposed to say that. Sex isn't super awesome. Yeah, sex is super awesome. When you're married with your spouse, it is. We were, we, we were told that sex is bad. You're not supposed to talk about that stuff. Okay, so that's what, that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with that mentality. So shh, keep it secret. And if it's wrong, it's yeah, and... What are, when, 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 I, when I see a, a sign that says, don't sit in this chair, what am I going to do? Why not? What's wrong with this chair? I'm going to send that chair. I didn't realize my sin until the, sign, the law told me not to do it. Then I, was really, then I really wanted to do it. So if we have that, the kids have that mentality of this is wrong, this is bad, they're going to go satisfy their curiosities. Um, I've used these. Um, raise your hand, hands um, if you would like to participate in uh, what I call bathroom ministry, where you can take three or four of these and you put, you put them in the men's room, at your church, at a gas station, anywhere. Put them. <laughs> probably, probably, not, probably not the ladies. Um, but as, as you saw in that, in, that, in that video, 20% of women are addicted to pornography. Um, so I'm going to put these, I'm going to have, just pass them down. And if you want to put some in the, the, the restroom as you come and go, you're free to do that. Cyberbullying. I know that we're, we're getting close to our, our end here, so I'll, I'll plow forward. Um, Cyberbullying. I could do a whole, another presentation on this. This is, this is pretty vast. Um, but, it, you know, it, it used to be, where, you know, kids would uh, call you names at school, call you fat, call you nerd, call you dweeb, whatever, you know, dweeb. Do they call kids dweebs anywhere? No. Now, now, now it's, it's reached a whole new level. We can bully you on the internet anonymously. You know, we can, um, we can bully you through exclusion. We can bully you um, in all sorts of ways. From afar, from a distance. We don't even have to do it to your face. Talk about powerful. Talk about being empowered to, to cut someone down. You know, when you're, you don't even have to be there to, to deal with the, the backlash of that or them fighting back. And it's for everybody to see. Everybody to see. Technology can be used in a terrible way. Um, both the victims and the bullies report higher levels of depression and lower self-esteem. Write this down. Hurting people hurt people. I think I stole that from Dr. Phil, maybe. Hurting people hurt people. He's got, he's got some good stuff. Um, in other words, people who are hurting inside lash out and hurt others. 
Bullies are probably the biggest um, uh, victims um, from some other abuse, from some other bullying. They didn't get that way out of the womb, you know. Um, we, are, we are conditioned sometimes. Um, victims are at high risk of suicidal ideation and suicide attempts. There was a, a case, I think it was in Michigan maybe, um, that a, a, a young man killed himself and there was enough proof and evidence to support the kids or kids that were bullying him saying, why don't you just kill yourself? Why don't you just end your life? Why don't you just shoot yourself? It was, it was documented, texted, whatever, Facebooked. And I believe they were successful in prosecuting. One more video. And also revealing the anonymous messaging apps that predators may use. Well, now this morning, TJ has the latest on cyber. Welcome back, Robach. Uh, you can't blame a lot of kids these days for rolling their eyes if you want to hit them with that sticks and stones may break my bones speech. Yeah, names may never hurt you if they say it to your face, but these days a name or an insult can be put online and it can go viral. That's a whole different monster. Now, there's no reason for us to believe that kids these days are any meaner than they've ever been, but they have new technology that allows them to spread that meanness around. School bullies don't have to corner their victims in the locker room anymore. Do kids not give each other wedgies in the hall and no. behind the school? No. We never have like one bully. It's always yeah. just like yeah. everyone talking behind everyone else's back. Like most kids their age, these 14 and 15 year olds from San Francisco love their smartphones. Who's the worst out of the group? Oh, this group of teens agreed to tell us how some apps and social media can expose them to an online world of insults. How bad does it get? At my middle school, there was like a lot of issues to the point where we counselor had to talk to our entire grade. What kind of stuff do they say online and via social media that they wouldn't say to your face? physical appearance. Saskia says she even quit one messaging app soon after joining because of harassment. I got bullied on it um, within the first half an hour and I deleted it the day after because I was crying. A negative comment or two is one thing, but experts define cyberbullying as when someone is hurtful repeatedly and deliberately. In recent years, several teen suicides have been linked to cyberbullying, but experts caution that cyberbullying is almost never the sole factor in teen suicide. Parents don't need to ride in like the cavalry and fix this problem. They do not want parents to solve this problem. They do need the tools to solve the problem themselves. One tool is the new Google Chrome extension called ReWord. It acts as kind of a spell check for negative language, letting the writer think twice about what they're about to send and gives them an opportunity to change it. Meanwhile, our group is hopeful. It says teenagers are starting to take it upon themselves to police bullies. There's this kind of sympathy almost for the bully now. And so you say, what is causing you to do this? It's not just you attack the bully. It's you want to make it stop. You want to make it better in the long run. 
What a smart young woman there. This is yeah. such a huge topic of conversation in my house and I know in so many homes across America. When does it go from kids just being mean to, to actually cyberbullying? Because right, kids can be mean. No, no matter what, you can walk down the hallway and say, I don't like your shoes. And that's mean, but that's not necessarily bullying. It's defined as when it's deliberate and it's repeated. So when someone does it over and over, but they're trying to hurt your feelings. Somebody's coming at you. And sometimes bullying can be accidental. You know how kids can be making just one off comment. And those kids admit as well. You know, sometimes we say stuff online that we wouldn't say to somebody's face, but it gets serious. That, that's the definition, the textbook right. definition, repeated and intentional. That makes a difference. But it's so refreshing to hear those kids say that they want to get inside the minds of the bully and help them stop. This was, uh, we've been doing this series, and I know parents, some parents, we scared some parents with some of the stuff we did, and some of it was discouraging. This week, well, glad to end on a hopeful note. These kids are taking it upon themselves to police themselves. There's a stigma now attached to bullying. That's not cool. I'm not scared of you. I got my crew over here, yep. and we will come at you if you dare try to pick on this kid, this kid, or even us. So it's nice to see them policing themselves. They don't want parents and adults to fix the problem. Most of those kids said, no, I don't, I don't ever bring it to my parents unless it reached a threatening level, and it doesn't. We can handle this. So it's, it's very encouraging. That is hopeful. Thank you, yeah, TJ. You we appreciate it. it. Great back. reporting. Thank you. Never bully a bully. Um, retaliating. Um, we try to teach our kids, you know, don't, don't retaliate. Um, don't repay evil with evil. Um, questions about that? Absolutely. The, the second part of that program is um, say something. So when you see something going on, um, you say something. At least in the middle school, kids want to stand up for other people. They just don't know how sure. to stand up um, for others. And um, our uh, discipline uh, referrals after we did this program the first year went down 35%. Nice. Nice. Being proactive giving the kids the tools that they need to deal with these problems. That's what all of this, you know, this whole presentation has hopefully given you some ideas, you know, how can we be proactive, not reactive, um, in, in response to this? How can we stay ahead of, of this stuff? Um, yeah, uh, bullying is, is no different. Um, the sin in our heart has not changed. Um, it's just we have found new ways um, more sneaky ways, more um, uh, ways we can make this viral and, and spread faster. Yep. Yep, yep. So what can you do? Um, monitor what your, what your kids are buying. There's a suggested age, I forget what the, the, the anagram is for it, but it, um, the suggested age range of a game, eh, I don't know if that can be completely, completely trusted. Play the game with your kid. Play with your kid. Great time to bond with your kid, too. You know, hey, let's play Star Wars Battlefront 2 together. Cool.
cool. Yeah, there's some shooting and killing, but we're fighting the bad guy. We're fighting the, you know, the, the imperial forces, you know, and, 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 and we're, we're going to do it together. We're not going to do it online from separate rooms, you know, um, and that way I can see, I can see what you're playing. I can say, oh, do you think that this, that's a good idea? Do you think that's good? Do you think we should, oh, yeah, I guess you're right, Dad. That's probably not a good thing. Okay, well, what do you think we should do? Do what? Bring back the classic Space Invaders, right? Pac-Man. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong was violent, too. You got this dude smashing stuff. Right? Right? Yeah. Games really haven't changed, have they? You know, I mean, it's, it's still, it's still this, this common theme of um, good versus bad, but I think that's, that's even morphed quite a bit. Play, play video games with your kids. Um, recognize that many video games contain tobacco use. That was pulled out of some article. Um, how about how about video games um, encourage um, thievery, road rage, uh, Grand Theft Auto encourages rape and encourages all sorts of horrendous things. If your kid is playing Grand Theft Auto and you think it's a race car game, it's not. It's not. It is not a race car game. Okay? Find out what your kids are playing. Be proactive. I just, we just talked about that. Um, there's no delete button when posting to social media. Schedule unplugged times. Keep mealtime as mealtime. Bedtime is bedtime. Um, create unplugged spaces. Um, so in the, in the car on the way down, didn't even pull out of the driveway. My kids are like, can you turn on your hotspot so we can get online and play our game? I'm like, how about you give me like 10 minutes to get out of the driveway before I turn my hotspot on? And you're going to play for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Okay, Dad, thank you. 15 minutes. And then um, after listening to them laugh and giggle about whatever Roblox, you know what Roblox, ever heard of the game Roblox? Isn't that crazy? It's insane. It drives me nuts. I'm so sick of hearing that music. It's, it's insidious, right? Um, but we're like, okay, for the next hour, we're not having any, any screens in the, in the car. Well, what are we going to do? Let's play a game, a, a word game. And we're laughing and giggling and making fart noises and just all sorts of mayhem, right, ensued and chaos ensued. It was great. Probably one of the best times we've had in the car doing absolutely nothing but giggling and laughing. I just had a comment back. I'm going to date myself here, but our kids are older. And when they were young, in the early 90s, I remember reading a parenting book on even how innocuous things like Disney and the Saturday morning cartoons, if you dug a, under the surface, really had a lot of agendas yeah. um, when it comes to sexuality and yeah. violence and like yeah. anti, anti-Christian agenda that they're like trying to push through. So even those became like teaching moments for our kids, like, like stop and like just see what you're doing. They call it programming for a reason. TV programming, you know, like programs like CBS, NBC, ABC, programming. It's, it's programming. It's programming your yeah, little minds.
Yeah. Because that's why is because you didn't hear it. So yep. then we actually watched that Ready Player One. I suggested that before. It's PG-13, and they use the SH word a few times and the D word and a few other things, so be ready for that. But I watched it with this rule. I said, when you hear or see something inappropriate, you raise your hand. Mm-hmm. And there were a few times that they looked to me first before raising their hands other times. But by the end of that movie, they were doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, sadly, it was every five minutes because yeah. it's PG-13. Yeah. But at better at that than they see me back here going like, did you not hear that? Right. They're like, no, we didn't hear that, Dad. Right. Like, well, that one you didn't really shouldn't have heard, but that one, because yeah. they used one F word, and that's, yep. they didn't hear it. And I said, well, this is, and I rewound it, and I said, yep. there, that's where it was. Yep. You need to hear it so that you can not filter it, but process it. Yeah. And reject it. And reject it. If you, if you don't know it's there, if you're not aware that it's coming past your filter, you can't reject it. You just absorb it. I asked at lunchtime, I asked my kids, I'm like, one of the, one of the, the members was talking about a, a movie I should watch, um, Ready Player One. And my 10-year-old was like, great, uh, good movie, but uh, filled with bad words in it. And I was like, how did you see this movie? He goes, well, I didn't see the movie. I read the book. And I was like, oh, you read the book? Yeah, lots of bad words in the book. I was like, okay. <laughs> good to know. You know? Yeah. I, I fast forward a few slides to, um, to pull up the, the, the thing called um, pl- pl- plugged in, plugged in, which is that thing right there. Plugged in is an app. Plugged in is an app, free app. Gotta have it. You gotta have it. You wanna know what's in a movie before you watch it? That movie goes through with a fine, or that app goes through the movie with a fine tooth comb. There was a, um, what, what movie was it? Um, uh, um, home with the little purple alien and he gets separated from his mom and, and it's, it's, it's a really cute heartwarming movie but there was one part of sexuality in it and that's when he was uh, the, the human was trying to trap him and uh, it says um, uh, gratuitous woman's brazier fell and landed on the alien's head and got glitter on her face like that was, they caught that as something potentially sexual so it's, it's, like, it's like a pit bull when it, when it goes to looking at what could be potentially in, in a movie. So plugged in, it's a free app, get it. It's NetAware um, is what I was talking about here, the net-aware.org.uk. That's probably why you guys couldn't find it because I think I told you it was an app instead of a website. I'm sorry. It is actually a website, net-aware.org.uk. Is it a website too? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Multitasking. Just to make sure I sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Excellent. Um, other ways you can be proactive. I'm just teaching that homework is as best done without distractions. Don't don't multitask with your social media. Um, it's a myth. Um, you have the right to check their laptop, phone, etc. Um, one of the one of the first steps of of infidelity in a marriage that I see when I'm working with uh, uh, couples coming in for marriage issues is um, well, she won't tell me what the what the lock code is on her phone, and so I can't. I can't look at my wife's phone because it's locked. She won't tell me. That's a signal. There's, there's something. If you can't trust your husband with your, with your phone code, what? There's bigger, there's bigger things going on here, right? 
Um, so let their kids know that you love them enough, that you love them enough um, that you're going to keep an eye for, for suspicious, not because you don't trust them, but because you don't trust the world. You don't trust the bad guys out there that have one, you know, there is somebody out there right now thinking about how can they abduct your kid and do things worse than death. Um, I, I tried to explain that to my 10-year-old about trafficking without giving them nightmares and needing counseling, and I said, they would do really, really terrible things to you. Well, like what? Bad, bad sexual things to you. Like, would they chop off your... I'm like, no. Okay, we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're not going to go there. I said, but just know it would be bad, 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 painful, awful, terrible. Oh, okay. I'll just take your word for it. That's going to be awfully bad. Okay, yep. So, uh, um, uh, protect their privacy. Um, not engaging in cyberbullying. Yep. Um, not everything online is true. Holy smokes. I'm trying to teach my 85-year-old dad that if he reads it in the newspaper, <laughs> if he reads it in the newspaper watches it on CNN, it's not necessarily true. You know, but it's in the news. It's got to be true. Oh, my Lord, Dad, come on. Um, not everything is honest and trustworthy online. Uh, people are not who they think they are. Um, if it's creepy, it feels creepy, it probably is. They should tell someone ASAP. That, that creepy meter is dulled, by the way. It's being worn away. It's being worn away. Yeah, they don't have that, that gut feeling anymore. A couple other parent controls. Um, I'm not familiar with the IRPAC, third parent, um, but that's, those are a couple of things that I found. Um, keep your devices um, in the family area of the house. Monitor online activity. Um, make, it, make it clear that you are not to communicate, that your child is not to communicate confidentially online. Um, unless you're using VC to connect with your WLCFS therapist during a, uh, uh, an official counseling um, session, then, then, then you can have confidentiality online with your therapist. Um, yeah, we just talked about that. Some biblical principles. There are, there are a lot. There are a lot. Would you want someone talking bad about you? Would you want someone bullying you? you know, don't, be, don't be unwise. Be wise. Um, the days are evil. Figure out what God's will is. Don't be foolish. Um, you want to lead a blameless life? You know, have your have your affairs in order. Um, don't don't approve what's vile. Hate hate what is evil. Don't have any part to do with it. Um, whatever you're doing, do it all to the glory of God. Flee. From sexual immorality. Wait, does that say flee or does that say tiptoe? Wait, that slink away from sexual immorality. Crawl away from sexual. I asked the I asked the seniors of MLS, what does what does flee mean? Run. What was what are some things you'd flee from? They're like a bear, <laughs> a lion, a tiger, and then someone said, oh my. Right. Um, we are living in an electronic and social media era, like it or not. Um, we can use electronics um, for good, for godly purposes. 
Um, anything that's, that can be used for good can be perverted for evil. It, it's not technology. Or, you know, we're not going to become a bunch of um, uh, folks that black out you know, the sun and, and live underground and, and don't come out you know, and, and throw technology away. We just have to use it wisely. We have to use it balanced. We have to figure out what, what's healthy, what's unhealthy, what are the risks, what are the, the threats out there. Keep your eye on them. Know how to deal with them. Okay? And it's okay to send, to use technology to, uh, to reach your kids, to teach your kids. Uh, model it. Show them what it's like to send. Oh, here's another, here's another, uh, write down, uh, Bible, or you version. Uh, you have the YouVersion Bible app, Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N, YouVersion Bible app. It, have you ever heard of it? Raise your hand if you have it, if you have it on your phone. It's great. You can, you can um, I'm looking forward to when they put the, the, the Heritage uh, version on it, right? Our, our wells. It's on Bible Cambridge. Is it really? Sweet. Sweet. Um, but basically, it's, it's an electronic Bible that you can cut, you can paste, you can make memes from, inspirational things. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great way to use technology in a healthy, God-pleasing way. Um, here are some more resources. Um, uh, we're at Wells uh, Church. The Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod is on Facebook. It's on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Vimeo. We have wells.net. Questions? I went 15 minutes over. I'm sorry. Questions? A meme? I'm not sure what it stands for, but it's like a picture with, with words on it that make you laugh or go, ah, or it's like a poster. It's like a digital poster. Yeah, yeah. Got a question back here from Pastor Hagen. Just one thing to add with, um, with the smartphone. Uh, one thing that I found was very beneficial was switching it to uh, black and white. So if you're on iPhone, it's under the accessibility um, menu. But that, that really helps break the, the concentration and the infatuation because, first of all, it's more difficult to use. But then secondly, it's not as visually stimulating. Ah, oh, I like that. I like that. Mono, monochromism. I like it. <laughs> nice. Other thoughts, well, questions? Well, you know, black and white everything? Yeah, break it up. Very nostalgic for some of us, right? <laughs> right? Um, well, thanks for listening. I, um, I'm, I'm available. Um, you know, for 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 questions, um, my email is on the the business card. Um, if you know anyone who um, suffers from depression or anxiety um, or addiction to anything, um, you know, WLCFS can help um, give you um, hope um, and real life solutions using God's word. Um, get you back to functioning. How you want to be functioning. So, um, um, let me ask 
the big wigs and see if it is. I think it probably would be um, to have some of those 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 points and those those, those uh, stats. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, shoot me an email. Shoot me an email, and, and I'll check and see if that's okay. And Just come on, check with them. Say it one more time. Oh, I guess that Pastor Hagen has been recording me and um, doing a, 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 for a podcast, right? What's the name of the podcast? Uh, it's called Raised with Jesus. It's on the backside of um, Keller Pamphlets. And you can find it on um, Apple Podcasts or pretty much anything that's a Podbean app. And pretty soon we'll be on uh, Stitcher and Google Play. Sweet. Sweet. So Raised with Jesus. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm officially on a podcast. Sweet, perfect. There you go. So podcast and PowerPoint, same place. Awesome. Any other questions? Any other comments, thoughts? You guys have been a great, great audience. I, I really appreciate your, your interaction and your participation. You guys, you know, are, are doing great jobs um, raising your kids. You, you know, it's, it's not easy. But just uh, keep, keep at it, you know. With uh, God, all things are possible. And uh, he gives us the strength to, uh, to go on. And, and um, so praise be to God. Thank you, Ken. You're welcome.